I'm Ryan. And I'm Logan. And you're listening to Critical End, episode 75. German accent. Fly an ankle von Donner's mark. Hello. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> okay, that's the answer. You <laughs> could just said no. Sorry, same, I didn't know. my ears the trouble. Well, in German, no is pronounced Florian Heckel von Donner's mark. His name oh, actually means no. His name means don't let you remake a movie. Yes, exactly. Um, so, I almost called it Anthony Zimmer. This week we saw The Tourist. Right, but we did not see so, Anthony Zimmer because we couldn't find it in time. Uh, but we saw the uh, the remake starring those local scamps, Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie. Little Johnny Depp. And uh, James Bond was there too, I believe. Yep, Timothy Dalton, Paul Bettany oh, was there. Paul Bettany was there. Some girl was there that I kind of recognized and I forgot her face. And Your third grade math teacher? Yeah, my third grade math teacher was there too. Um, and I was there, but only during the third period. Right. Uh, so, what are we talking about? Uh, some kind of crazy. What, what was the remake? Was it? This is okay. The remake, uh, and I assume it's the same basic story. But here's what happens. Okay, Ryan. Okay, tell me. So Johnny Depp's like, I'm this boring old math teacher from Wisconsin. This is the way he talks in the movie too. No, boy, no, I do no, love no. me some cheese because uh-huh. it's Wisconsin. Sure. Right. Um, I'm just gonna hop on this train, take a ride on down the train. Right. Meanwhile, Angelina Jolie's like, I'm a fancy woman about town. They're mad after me. Have mercy. She's from uh, Tennessee. Okay. I don't remember that being Southern Alabama, case, right? But, oh, all right. Um, oh, I got to get on this plane. No, what was it? What am I getting? I got to get... Mr. Von Trotter's Mark. Are you one of the Von Trop children at this point? What was no. his name? Florian Heckel Von Donner's Mark? Yeah. I won't remember that for a second. Um, she's like, listen. Oh, no. There's some people chasing her. Okay, Ryan? Oh, okay. Okay. The movie opens, and... Uh, she leaves her apartment, and we instantly find out she's being followed by Interpol, someone like that, um, some sort of big European government connection thing. Right? Yeah. This might be Scotland Yard type job. Even. Yeah, I think it's a Scotland Yard, yeah. Um, and we soon find out that they're following her because they want to to get um, oh Alexander Pierce. Yes. Um, is kind of an enigma. He's there's not much they know about him besides he owes uh, back money to the uh, English government. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they. The bet the, they can hardly. I, I don't think anyone's ever seen. There was like a blurry photo that's mentioned that they've seen him of, and that's about it. Mm. And they know that she um, has some connection to him. They're lovers, I think, is how it's set up. Yeah. Um, and so they know that if they follow her enough, then she'll be able to uh, lead them to Alexander uh, Pierce. Yes, Alexander Pierce. Now right. the the problem with all this is that she's well aware that she's being followed. Um, and so she's getting sort of somewhat cryptic notes from Alexander Pierce along the lines of burn this letter after you read it um, that tell her where to go and how to get away from them and what to do. Well, the, um, we, we pick up on uh, like one of these notes that she gets that says basically, you know, go here, hop on this train and convince them that, the, uh, that this person who you picked that kind of looks like me is actually me. Uh-huh. Um, so instantly, and like I guess uh, a plot point taking from um, the last Mr. Bean movie <laughs> – 
Um, he's <laughs> they instantly know right away that he's not the guy, um, and yet he kind of wants to be. First of all, um, and even though he d- doesn't know about all this stuff at first either, um, but she isn't quite sure herself what she wants to do with him. Uh, there's there's a kiss involved. Um, there's a stay in a hotel. Um, and is she going to ditch him or not? And what's going to happen from here? Um, and so basically he's this tourist from Wisconsin, this American tourist, who is kind of getting to live the spy life that he's been reading about in books. Well, Logan, that's a good, in- that's a good uh, plot a summary. Tip. Uh, summary. It sounds more, much more exciting than this movie actually is. Like, that sounds like the... That sounds like a... I don't know. I, well, okay, I'll let you finish. I'm that sorry. sounds like a 60s Cary Grant movie that you just described there. That sounds know. like aging Cary Grant... One last. It sounds a little bit like North by Northwest, actually, the way actually, you, way you describe yeah. it in its purest form. See, here's the, the first problem with this movie, right, Ryan? Okay, um, North by Northwest, for, for what's worth, is like a serious film, okay? Um, and you, it's hard to argue against that. But this film, it can't decide on its tone, and at times it's way too light, like fluffy light. Um, at times it's a like this. It's never serious enough to be like a flat-out comedy. It's um, and yet it's never serious enough to take itself as an action film either. It's Even the action scenes are very lightly done, and there's like a touch of whimsy about them. Um, it really doesn't serve this movie at all. I, uh, and it kind of hurts it, if anything. That is one of many problems with The Tourist. Um, it's it's uh, not very well written or paced. Uh, Johnny Depp is, I think, purposely underplaying everything to seem like a normal guy and not like Johnny Depp. So he just yeah, sort of sleepwalks through every line. He's the exact opposite of the giant that we've we've come to know over these past you know five six years. Which is probably on purpose, but it it's he's completely boring to watch. Which is not helped by the fact that his character and Angelina Jolie characters are both very boring. Like yeah. they're one is supposed to be an international you know woman of mystery, and one is supposed to be this sort of hilarious everyman. And neither of those characters are even remotely interesting, and never. Do I believe that they're actually in love with each other? They have zero chemistry, mm-hmm. and yet we're supposed to sort of believe that there's this potential love story uh, unfolding here. Um, Which is there or isn't there too? Like I don't, I don't know. I feel like um, only one of them really wanted there to be a love story in the first place, and at the end, the writer's kind of like, okay, now well, whatever, we'll make it a love story then. Well, yeah. Well, I don't feel like the script was going there early on, and uh, and for some reason, Johnny Depp's in a fat suit for most of the movie too. <laughs> Which I never figured That's out this Johnny wasn't Depp. like. Uh, and, oh, oh, okay, never mind then. And most, and also that most of it, um, the stakes aren't particularly high. Like, or at least they're not as high as the movie sort of wants you to believe. Like, you know, the characters get shot at a little bit, and there is one sort of exciting scene on a boat. But like, there's not, you know, there's not too too much drama. Most people just sort of wander around the whole movie, um, and. and uh, I, the whole thing is really sort of encapsulated by the ending, which is a twist ending, which literally invalidates everything that comes before it. Like yeah. it makes the movie I, already, which already made very little sense. It makes the movie make absolutely no sense. And also, if you were following and caring about these characters, everything that you've been investing in uh, is kind of taken away. It's it's an interesting twist in that it's one of those twists that sitting there in the theater you instantly call because it seems like the most obvious of all the twists. Right. But right then, at the same time you do that, your brain also says, "But you know, it should that shouldn't happen because that's incredibly dumb." Right. Um, and so when it does happen, I, I you know my score dropped big time for this movie. Not that it was you know flying high in the first place, um, but I, I don't know. There's so much wrong with this film. It's 
there's pacing problems. I think the tone is, is the worst thing about this, though. I feel like it's struggling for the, struggling for the tone. Um, I don't. I, I get the feeling this is a, this German director whose name was Florian Heckel von Donnersmark. Um, I get the feeling that he didn't speak English <laughs> because it seems like he had, no one was really told what to do in the movie. Because uh, Angelina Jolie just plays like a variation of uh, this Angelina Jolie character we've met before. Her proper character, you know, she has two. She has like the rebel bad girl character and the uh-huh. proper character. Well, um, Johnny Depp, I feel like it's just playing what Johnny Depp is like in real life. Um, a math teacher from Wisconsin. It's <laughs> a really um, quiet and perspective guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's a lot of times I did find myself laughing. I guess those scenes were supposed to be funny, but you know, I'd catch myself because I'm like, well, hold on, wait, wait, wait a minute. Does this this doesn't match though what I've just seen before? Um, and I don't know. I, I know that this this director, what's his name? Florian Heckel von Donnersmark. has um has some sort of like background with uh with Oscarish films. Um, but he didn't, he didn't bring us this. I feel like he's almost talking down to me in a way. Well, like, he has this kind of cool European film worked out. Um, but he's like, you know what? But I want to make this for mass science because I got two big A-list stars here. Um, and obviously this is – I'm doing this through Warner Brothers or some big company. Um, so it's got to work out this way. I don't know. This, this movie's kind of weird. Well, the interesting thing is that uh, apparently Von Donnersmark uh, was on the project a while ago with Sam Worthington set to play Johnny Depp's part. And then uh-huh. both Donnersmark and uh, Worthington left over creative differences. Then Angelina Jolie came on with some other director attached. Then that director left. Then there was like a couple months where there's no movement on it. And then finally they couldn't find anybody, so Von Donnersmark came back. So – I, I guess that by that point he was like, well, I guess they've been through so much. They'll just let me do whatever I want. But this is not a movie that it makes it. This is not a movie that certainly lives up to the any sort of sort of award-winning standard uh, direction. And it's certainly not yeah, it anything that looked like any creative person came to it and did anything they wanted to it. I mean, it's right. it's one of the most sort of rote, cliche um, stories that you can imagine that would only be saved if the actors the main actors had some kind of interesting chemistry chemistry, or sort of, you know, play between each other, uh, which they don't. In fact, they don't even have that many scenes together. You know, the irony about all this is that this film was kind of received in an Oscar-type way before anyone ever saw it. Um, you had two big stars like this. You had a, uh, a uh, somewhat um, well-known European director uh, on board, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so people, I, it wasn't like huge Oscar buzz buzzed up behind it, but it was, you know, it was talked about in this uh, sort of category. Um, and I, I, I don't know what people expected, but what I saw was definitely not what, not what I expected. Um, and then uh, you get into this whole thing also that it's a remake, okay, right, Ryan? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one that I think begs to uh, have seen the original. Because I want to know if the original was actually this bad and the tone was this crazy in the original too, which I believe is French too. Um or what? Because and you know, if I'd also read that Johnny Depp was a big fan of um, Anthony Zimmer, mm-hmm. uh, so I wonder if he was just actually playing the guy from the from the film or what? Yeah, I wonder if he put his own spin on it. I mean, I, I would have yeah, liked to have seen right, it. Right. That's what it'd be fun to compare the two. And uh, I've taken issue before. My rating's going to reflect this too. I've taken issue before of seeing a remake without seeing the original, because um, I feel like that's as a. Uh, as someone who uh, who claims to like no films or even wants to review a film, you kind of need that background, mm-hmm. uh, a film based on another film. Uh, a, a good example of this, and I, I don't know anyone. Well, actually, I, I, I know people who didn't know that like Halloween was a, Rob Zombie's Halloween was a remake. I mm-hmm. uh, didn't know that there were three other Indiana Jones films. But imagine having seen uh, Gus Van Sant's uh, Psycho. Okay, right, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You would leave that movie like, okay, well, you know, it wasn't the best acted film, but what a story and some amazing shots. That was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you had not seen Psycho, um, but if you'd seen Psycho, you realize that they were all the shots from Psycho, 
and it was pretty much page by uh, page of script as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it helps to have the previous knowledge of the original film. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I can't say that here, and that's not our fault. Um, you guys know us. You know that Ryan and I would have seen it if we could have, but it's, it's out of print. Um, we weren't going to pay big bucks for the DVD. Um, you can even get it on Netflix, those type of things. So if you if you want if you're curious about the tours and you're like, oh, I need to see Anthony Zimmer first, you know, might as well just skip the tours. Chances uh, are you're not going to get to see Anthony Zimmer. Yeah, um, but, but to your point about Depp, I, that is like the the key, right? I mean, like out of all these people involved, I would say, I mean, Angelina Jolie, according to the trivia on IMDb, which I always check out before we record, apparently she told some magazine that she really mainly did the movie just because she knew it would be a quick shoot, which it was. She doesn't have that many scenes, and um, she wanted to go to Venice, which is where they shot it. So okay, so you got to probably grab a kid or two. Right, exactly. Yeah. Just like this kid's aquatic. <laughs> Um, whereas, I don't know if the same thing, thing, thing can be said for Johnny Depp or not, but it seems like he actually had some interest in it. So, like, he seems yeah. to be the creative linchpin here, because the direction is certainly sort of, you know, lackluster. Not only that, but, you know, if hearing the pitch and, like, seeing, I guess, clips, this is a different direction for Depp recently. Oh, yeah. Um, and that, that, that's good, I think, uh, but it actually, seeing the whole movie, it doesn't work. You know, he um, should have shaved his goatee. Because I, I don't believe that that guy with the goatee is is not rakish Johnny Depp. He should have sort exactly. of... Right, right. Put on the old, you know, um, what secret window glasses or something, and yeah, there you go. He, yeah, he played it off well in secret window because of that. Um, but also the the Benny and June hair needed to go too, I guess. That's yeah. a thing he brought to the table. He's like, look, I'm somewhat haggard. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel like we're coming down on them more than we should actually, because like they're actually not that bad. I feel like there's so many other problems here with this movie. Um, but hold on. None of that. I'm oh, sorry. Do you still have- I'm just trying to get around to Depp's performance, really. Oh quickly. yeah, sure, sure. Because um, before you move on to that, because um, I, it's very interesting to to watch because you are used to Johnny Depp, like you said, being very charming and everything. He's clearly going for something completely different here, but it's not like he's being outwardly nebbishy. He's just very sort of quiet and reserved. But it's it's just it's either not written that way or it's just not playing or he's just being he's just being so good at being an uninteresting person that he's literally becoming uninteresting and i just can't yeah. take it anymore you know looking back like this really seems like a vehicle for a um like a luke wilson or just some yes. like everyday type person and not johnny depp you know that's i think i just i didn't mean to but i think i just stumbled across the biggest problem there um casting johnny depp as a math teacher from wisconsin who gets into all sorts of spy related stuff in europe uh-huh does not work. Like I, when I say Johnny Depp spy related stuff in Europe, I see him already being the spy in Europe, not the math teacher who comes to Europe and get, gets involved in that. Yeah. Um, so maybe Johnny Depp was like the first wrong move here of many in this movie. Um, and I guess they got him just to be a name, and he only did, of course, if uh, if the, what he said was true about just being a big fan of the original film. Um, but I, I, Luke Wilson springs to mind. I know there's a few other actors, like Paul Rudd to an extent. I, I actually would not want Paul Rudd in this movie. But, you know, another actor who brings that, like, everyday appeal. Like, the person that you feel like you actually know in your everyday involvement in life. Um, and there's nothing special about them so much. Roger Bart should have played this guy. Uh, I can see that for sure. Uh, but he's not, he's not a name, though, see, Ryan? But see, even Angelina Jolie, who's supposed to be this sort of... I guess she's supposed to be kind of detached, but she's supposed to be this, yeah. this inter, the international woman of mystery... Uh, shows zero emotion. They really, that's the thing, they really show zero emotion to each other or to anything that's going on. Yeah. So it's hard for me to get invested when it seems like they're not. And they have zero well, chemistry between them. 
Well, you know, we're coming, which you would think would be not true for Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp. Well, that's the thing. I oh. mean, maybe it's just me, but, like, I'd never... Angelina Jolie is attractive, I assume, but not really my type. So when, like, she's in a movie, I have to constantly remind myself, like, oh, I'm supposed to know she's pretty. Like, I mean, I'm sure she, she is and everything, but definitely she's never really been my type and then definitely not anymore with the crazy lip injections and the weird oh, no, no. skinny I was, head. I've actually never been an Angelina Jolie fan. And the, I think the most Angelina Jolie fil- films I've seen ever, I've seen this year when I saw Salt and this. Right, exactly. Um, I can't actually think of any other Angelina Jolie films that spring to mind that I've seen. There's a few that like I've stumbled across on TV, mostly late night HUD stuff. No, mostly stuff like, I don't know, where she's, uh, uh, I can't think of it, like Bone Collector, you know, like generic type yeah. Angelina films maybe uh like one of the uh tomb raider movies or something like that but see i can't even i'm struggling not to even think of an angelina jolie movie um yeah, but no I, I, she's never been a draw to me like i never go see a movie just for angelina jolie um but i don't know i, I don't want to spend too much time on the casting because i really don't think the casting was the biggest problem here okay um, it's just one uh, it's kind of you know like a building block of what led to the biggest problem which is just this like huge mess of a script um and I, for me, the biggest problem really was tone. I, I feel like he really struggled to uh, to pin down this tone that he wanted. And in the end, he went with this whole lighthearted thing. Um, I wonder if this is a film that had like different cuts that really turned into different movies. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I kind of see what you're saying. You mean like it's just – it doesn't seem to have – I think it's more pacing so much than, than yeah. tone. But like, uh, It's so light, though. Like It seems – like based on the plot and uh, based on I guess the caliber we have here acting and what's going on, I feel like it needs to either be like a lot um, darker and more actiony maybe, or just like go for the comedy bit. It's just everything's treated like fluff. It really is. Um, and you know, someone just got shot at, but he's like, "Oh, it's okay. I love you." Um, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess so. It's light but not funny. Yeah, exactly. There's something weird happening here of all that. Um, in the end, though. Uh, I found myself smiling at parts. Like I said, there are a few parts I actually laughed at. Yeah, sure. um, I, I did kind of fall for Johnny Depp's charm at certain times, too, um, which is <laughs> totally unlike us. Like I like how we talk down Angelina Jolie, but we're like, but we love that Johnny Depp. Oh, man. Um, uh, but around the uh, end of the third act, things really started going sour. Around the time this ball happens, I think, is when things start going sour, which should have been like a very like Hitchcock-type thing uh, going down here, but it never actually happens. The movie does not pay off. Um, and what they consider the payoff is like the dumbest twist, as we've already said. Um, and it, in the it end, didn't, they didn't even need that. They could have ended it before no, that. Exactly right, because like the characters kind of already decided where they were at that point. Yeah. Um, so they they really did not need that. Uh, and it's one of those movies where the twist really, really does hurt it. I think. Yeah. Because um, you can at least say you somewhat enjoyed everything that came before it, uh, to an extent. Um, I would not pay to see some theaters. You know, I honestly, I don't, I don't even think I'd tell you to rent it. Um, but my, I, right, I want to right now say that I reserve, you actually will not be seeing this rating show up on my end of the year, uh, list of ratings. Why is that? Uh, for 2010. Um, cause I, I really feel like I'm not super qualified to, uh, to rate this film, not having seen the original. Well, you're um, really serious about this. I, I'm really serious. Like I, I take this whole remake thing seriously. I kind of hate seeing a film knowing that it's based on a, like, it's, it's kind of like, uh, like Clash of the Titans, that sort of thing. I feel like if I had not seen the original Clash of the Titans, um, I'd have no clue what I was talking about, because I was like, oh, cool, just a big bang, you know, shoot them action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of people got shot in Clash of the Titans. Um, that was Clash of the Titans, right? You're thinking of Rash of the Titans. Oh, yes, yeah. Completely different. Mm-hmm. That was Angelina Jolie, correct? Yes. Yeah, so. um, 
But for where it stands now, I give this movie a five. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is my unofficial official rating. And I'm really just saying all this because I know some of you are already confused about our rating system. So way to be more confused. This isn't my guilty pleasure rating. This is my unofficial official rating. <laughs> right, totally. Well, um, I actually gave it a five as well. Uh, I The thing is this. I actually, as, as sort of slow and... Uh, and un- interesting this movie is. I know this is a little counterintuitive, but I wasn't actually ever really bored. Yeah, same here. It, you know, it's actually a pretty short film, and it clips along okay. Um, something's always moving on to the next thing, even though the next thing is usually not particularly interesting. But it is, um, it's interesting enough. And like you said, Depp can't really help be charming, no matter how much he tries not to be. Um, so yeah, it, it clips along. I was enjoying it at the time, and then immediately, as soon as the credits were rolling, I was like, well, that wasn't very good. Yeah, I feel kind of bad about liking parts of that now. Yeah, but because um, I was enjoying it in the moment, you know, it gets some points for that, and uh, it's mostly, actually, it would have gotten a six if, uh, if without not the ending, but it gets a five. Yeah, I, I agree with that. The, the ending really knocked it down for me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, someday I'll see Anthony Zimmer, and in the year 2014, we're doing this podcast, I'll be like, Ryan, remember Anthony Zimmer? My new rating for The Tourist is a 5.2. <laughs> I'm like, who? What? <laughs> who are you, old man? I'm Ryan, I'm my descendant right there. I'm like Ryan D. Georgie Jr. who's still doing this <laughs> podcast with you. And I'm Logan Lee III, but I still have the old voice. Right, good voice. Ed Breeding really did me wrong. <laughs> just Logan kept having sex with his Logan clones. That's a... Bring on the next Logan clone. I'm in a sex. You've type. worn the last Logan clone out. Guy can't even... Oh, oh. Those Logan clones are so sexy. Just like me. Just breed them for sexiness. <laughs> They're bred, just... They're bred for sexiness. They're bred for sexiness. I think you just came up with the title. Uh, well, I, it's kind of the point where our titles are like, well, there's the title. Yeah. That's... And there's the title. Uh, Logan's about, I get 10 seconds till Logan says it. And true. there's the title. It always um, happens at the end, too. Well, that's because we keep front-loading with serious movie talk. We should, like, be more relaxed like we used to be. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll get really high off my doobie snack joint before we start. That's this I'll... breakfast cereal you invented. <laughs> I do. Can't get in love with them doobies mac joints. Keeps Maybe that's the reason Logan the third is so retarded and old. <laughs> Retardedly old, yeah. Uh, um, that's the name of our anyway. tour. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, don't see the tourist. There's no reason. And then, you know, skip it. Uh, but, you know, this is like Oscar season is heating up, as we've talked about, Ryan. Uh-huh. Uh, there's plenty of other movies coming out you can spend your money on. Next week, we'll be spending ours on Tron Legacy. Oh, hells yeah. Which is highly recommended, and then uh, you know True Grit's coming up too. Um, I feel like there's some other Oscar films coming out though, and we're choosing Tron Legacy over them. <laughs> right. But you know who cares? I mean, you know Tron Legacy might actually have something going for it. I think the original won a uh, Oscar for special effects or something. Yeah. Or maybe I'm making it up. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have no idea, but sure. Uh, but I only had one choice, so yeah. it's a much one. How much Jeff Bridges can you stand in one movie? We're gonna find out. Man, um, not only that, not, not only is Tron Legacy giving me twice Jeff Bridges, Ryan, but the week after that, I get more Jeff Bridges than True Grit. Is True Grit the week after that? Yes. I can't is, wait for that movie. Uh, which would be really awesome. And that is one that we will definitely see the original of. Mm-hmm. I, I already added it to the top of my Netflix, and this list is very long wait. But it's all over the internet, so I will download it, uh, which I will pay to do, I should point out right now. Because mm-hmm. I know they listen, Ryan. Johnny Depp listens. Um, I will pay my three ninety nine on Amazon and download it to my V-Box or U-Box or whatever kind of box they <laughs> demand I have. That's the thing you make the clones with, right? The V-Box? The V-Box. Um, meanwhile, uh, I hear that um, our contest winner from a few weeks back is cooking up something fun for us. Oh, good. Um, so that'll, you got that to look forward to. There's just some exciting stuff coming up in the world of Critical End. 
Brian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to sell you on it. Sure, I mean, it's all right. I'm going to say something funny now in the next ten minutes. Um, until then, uh, there's nothing. No. Nothing at all. Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, CriticalEnd.com. Oh, oh, yeah, there's those things. Done. Um, uh, that's a check off the things to say. Um, also, Rubber Baby Bottom Buggy. Did you write that on my rubber thing? Rubber Baby Buggy Bumper. Hold on, let me, that's going to stand across through that. The Argyle Gargoyle. I have I have trouble reading your handwriting. She sells seashells. I thought Sally sold seashells. No, she does. It's harder Sally? to say. Betty Butter bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. Oh, my favorite was the one from The Jerk, but now I can't remember what it was. Where he has something he always wanted to say to Bernadette Peters, but he can never say it before. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't remember what that. I don't remember what it was either. But that was pretty great. That's uh, my retro pick for the week. The Jerk is for me a perfect film. I might have given it actually a nine, but it's still perfect. It's one oh. of those rare films for me. That, I, that and like in Kaishak, the first vacation. <laughs> those that you could put in at any time when I'm like I'm feeling. It doesn't matter if I'm feeling down or if I'm happy. Like they instantly make me even better. Yeah. And I could watch them over and over again. I have a friend at work, and we love to discuss. We all, we all love to get in a discussion uh, about the best uh, uh, Steve Martin movie. But the problem is, it's always a short discussion because we're both like, "Well, it's the jerk," and then we're like, "Yes," yeah. and oh, the discussion just ends. Options here: breaking down the house, Shop Girl. Like, what are my other options for best Steve Martin movie? No, you'd like this guy because he knows like the lonely guy. He knows the good, you know, oh, weird good. ones. Uh, like he actually makes a big case for LA Story, which I've never seen. Now, okay, I always, every five or so years, and this happened about two years ago, so my new one's coming up soon. Every, like, five or so years, I get really, really super pumped about L.A. Story, okay? And what it is is I read some good review about it online, or I read the cast, Rick Moranis, Chevy Chase, Eric Idle, stuff uh-huh. like that. I get super excited. Then I'm watching it. I'm let down once again. Uh-huh. I think uh, the last time I saw it was a five or a six. And, yeah, it has moments, but it's really not that good. It doesn't hold up as far as, like, it's so 90s, too. I think that's a problem with it. Is it but. so Raven? It's it's that's so Raven. Okay. Is what it is. Um, but no, I, I do like it. it has moments. Bowfinger's a good one. Uh, Three Amigos, yes. but I, th- I think in the end, like Three Amigos is a ensemble thing. It's not well, Three, the, Three Amigos is one of the best movies ever created. By I man. absolutely agree with that. That's also in the. Uh, but see, all these kind of that that leads me into Chevy Chase more than anything else. Um, but no, it's the jerk for Steve Martin for sure. Uh, it has to be the jerk. And, you know, you and I, uh, we have this discussion. Before. You need to pull this one on. This is why I need to be out there. Um, just do my Watch thing. me. <laughs> yeah. You need to pull the uh, the thing of the SNL stars and who has the most classic films. Because I think for Steve Martin, the only one we ever come up with is the jerk. Yeah. Um, you can count Amigos in that if you want to, but that's kind of towards Chevy as well. Um, so, yeah, I'd tell us three Amigos in there. So that's two for Steve Martin, I guess. Um, yeah, I think I actually yep. have pulled that. And I, I, I think it's... Yeah, I mean, like, a lot of people would go to Bill Murray, but I really think it is actually Chevy Chase. Bill Murray's the one that, uh, people throw that out instantly, and I'm like, okay, well, name something besides Ghostbusters. And they have a problem, like, they'll stumble into Stripes, but then if there's a bunch of people that are kind of talking out and be like, okay, Stripes isn't that much of a classic when it comes well, to Well, it's like, it's go- okay, it's Ghostbusters, and then if you're smart, it's Caddyshack, and then then you're kind of stuck, right? So yeah, yeah, Caddyshack also applies towards Chevy, so that's yet another one towards Chevy. Right. Uh, adds up there. But so it's... You know, you could say Stripes. You could say, oh, definitely Groundhog Day. Um, I, I don't know if that's like. Yeah, that's a classic. Actually, you know, give it some time. I think it'll become more of a classic, but I don't think it's quite hit that. I don't know. I always kind of place it in that '70s, '80s era more than anything else. No, no, I, I definitely count you know, Groundhog Day. That, for me, like that was towards the end of uh, like Murray's Good Days. Uh, the very last one being, and I think actually think it's a better movie than Groundhog's Day. I'm going on record for saying this right now. Uh, is the man, man who, who knew too little. 
That I love that film. Like I still watch that film. Get really excited. It's very very funny, and it's it's one of those I look at like this is so underrated. This should be counted towards his classic. Which right if I'm saying that about Bill Murray, it has to stand for something. I have to see that again. I haven't seen. It. I don't think I've seen that since the theaters. I liked oh, it man. a lot. It still holds up. I watched it like last year. I, yeah, it's one I have on DVD. I pull it he keeps telling everybody he's in films. <laughs> oh, yeah. Works at Blockbuster. <laughs> Peter it's Gallagher, and his brother, is awesome too. And mm. it all leads to a big dance scene too, which is, you know, <laughs> I'm sold on instantly. Yeah. But it's it's that Bill Murray that we love. You know, the very lovable Bill Murray. Like, I guess who he kind of becomes towards, you know, the end of Groundhog's Day. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, um, that's a whole other conversation. Right. But yeah, Steve Martin stuff. Um, he's also he's another one. He's not as bad as Bill Murray now, but I miss the old Steve Martin, you know. Which it's like, which oddly enough, he is the old Steve Martin now. Um, so I guess I miss the original Steve Martin. Man, he still looks like he did like ten years ago. Like it, yeah. not maybe not twenty, but definitely ten. Hmm. I agree. He looks the same. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, you got me on the sub, these classic comedians I could talk about forever. I know because I was like, well, this show's short. What else can we talk about? <laughs> I'll just Steve mention Martin, Bill go. Murray and Logan will go. <laughs> I hate him. Well, furthermore, <laughs> um, but no, uh, the tourists could have benefited from having Steve Martin in it. I'm the same. You know, a lot of people would disagree with me saying the tourists could benefit from having Steve Martin in it. And those people, I say you're right. So, who would you cast opposite Steve Martin in the tourist? That's the Angelina Jolie part. Yeah. Um, Andy McDowell. Is she still working? No, I hope not. <laughs> Probably doing Lifetime movies. Okay, we're now we're now just on Harold Ramis movies. Multiplicity, so underrated. Yeah, that's that a good movie. It's so funny. In fact, Michael Keaton's entire career, underrated. <laughs> well. No, no, no. I watched Beetlejuice and instantly I was like, oh, man, I got to get some more Michael Keaton. Okay, so it's Beetlejuice. Uh, no, no, no. It's like, it's Beetlejuice, Multiplicity, what, Gung Ho? Like, what else? <laughs> Ron Howard, yeah. What are we talking underrated about Ron here? No, no, we had Night Shift, also Ron Howard, underrated. Yeah, you're, you're stretching with Night Shift. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not counting these films as classic. What I'm saying is Michael Keaton's genius in all these movies. Oh, he's and a great actor. And you can even pull it in opposite direction, Batman. I actually sure. watched this about two days ago, um, and I am the only one who stands by Tim Burton's two Batman movies. Um, but not only is his like vision of Gotham City Batman in general like, a vision, it literally is, um, but... Uh, Michael Keaton is the best Bruce Wayne slash Batman. He's the only actor that I know that managed to pull off both parts. Um, like you take Christian Bell, I think Christian Bell is a wonderful Bruce Wayne, but an absolutely terrible Batman. Mm. Most that's his voice, granted. Yeah, um, I was gonna say that's the only real problem. So well, like Michael Keaton is that playboy who I would never guess is Batman. And if he's Batman, I would never think he was Bruce Wayne. Yeah, um, I have anyway. to watch this again. I mean, I I've watched him several times, but I haven't seen him forever. And now's the time, you know, the second one's, uh, the, there's a lot of snow in both of them. The second one is actually a Christmas movie, so. Right. Um, tons of fun there for those. I've actually been going back through a lot of Tim Burton's older catalog um, and having a blast doing so. I order all my I order all my clothes from the Tim Burton catalog. The Tim Burton catalog? Yeah. You, you freak of nature then. <laughs> I just all scissor hands. Walk around and kids scream. Yeah. yeah. They're all scissor hands. It's all the they hell. all come with a dying Vincent Van Vincent Price. <laughs> Vincent Van Price was Vincent Henkel Von Donner's Price. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's my name too. Well, you have any other subjects you want me to riff on for about another five minutes? If we need to stretch the show. Nah, I think that's probably got it. Okay. <laughs> I'll cut most of the early stuff about the tour, so it's just you talking about that stuff. Yeah. Well, be, uh... Michael Keaton. Well, um, hang on the website for a while. It's our favorite haunt. Maybe you'll see us there. Um, I'm usually the one in jeans. Right. Uh, Ryan prefers his shorty shorts or Daisy 
Dukes, as he likes to refer to them. Did you say Dicky Dukes? No, Daisy Dukes. Oh. Dicky Dukes are the British version of Daisy Dukes. Yeah, the, remember uh, that episode of Dukes of Hazard where they met their long-distance cousins from across the pond, yes, Dicky yeah. Duke? I remember it was just the worst tea that I've ever seen. And yeah. I thought, you know, being Southerners, they were pretty bad already, so... I'm running counterfeit tea across the border, across the pond. Oh. I killed it. Sorry. The show. I was. I, I know. I was clearing my throat because I'm like, there's nothing. There's nowhere to go here. When you start talking about the British version of Dukes of Hazard, I apologize. Oh, and here's a question for you that doesn't have to be in the show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll word it though like it should be. Okay. How young? How is... long is your penis exactly? <laughs> so how young is too young? Is my question to Ryan. Oh my god. Yeah, so the point being, uh, at what point do you do you are you having a conversation with someone and you realize, oh, that show, you know, they weren't alive when that show was on TV and I was watching it. Um, when I it's your pop culture cutoff is my is my point here. Well, what do you mean? Like so? Yeah. Like, well, I have a friend, for instance, who uh, he said he was talking to a girl, and he realized that she wasn't even alive when Dukes of Hazard was on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him, that's like when he was kind of a kid in like the uh, I think the early '80s still. Um, and from that, he he uh, the other things were like th- having he had Thriller on the tape deck, mm-hmm. um, which was a pretty awesome, I guess. Um, but for her, you know, Thriller is that, that uh, famous album from that dead guy from a few uh, years or so back. I think that if you were a, if you were the target audience for Pokemon or younger, that, okay, the, the target audience for Pokemon, okay, I can talk to you. If you were any younger than that, you're just... I was about to say, I think we had friends who watched Pokemon in high school. Well, but that's you, they were not the target audience for Pokemon at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't True. know. I, I like if you were born in the '90s, it's going to be difficult. What if you can uh, fondly remember any Disney Channel shows? I guess that's not even true, though. Born in the '90s, like then you'd be uh, only like 20. Oh yeah, yeah, but that doesn't mean like that's not too young for you. Maybe you like them old. You like the geezers. You're like if they remember Mr. Belvedere. What I'm are we talking about exactly? Maybe I'm unclear. <laughs> I'm keeping secret. <laughs> this is going to go down as blackmail material. Uh huh. Well, Ryan, here's your uh, movie memories moment of the week, which is a new segment I'm starting on my own show. Okay. Um, so just cut this out for me and give it to me a second time on my own show, okay? All right, good. Well, the, the, the movie. Show? What is the name of this thing, segment again? The movie memories moment this week, Ryan. Okay. Uh, where they learn more about us and our uh, and our movie buffness uh, is uh, <laughs> I'm just making all this up as I go. Florian has a Yeah. <laughs> right, thank you. Is your first movie you remember seeing in theaters? Go. This, I feel like this is stuff like our listeners already know about us. So. Um, well, I've been told my first movie I saw in theaters. No, it's not what you were told. This, uh, yeah. yeah. Plus, that was 1934. So, uh, <laughs> right, I saw it in theaters. I think it might have been a re-release. <laughs> yeah, right. um, I don't really have that memory. Um, I mean, I remember seeing Ninja Turtles in theaters. Uh, yeah. Uh, I remember seeing that would be after. I remember seeing Robin Hood Men in Tights. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that like I have like really vivid experiences. Like I'm trying to remember. I think I saw the third Naked Gun in theaters. Yes, actually, you and I saw it together. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. You know, I don't have a distinct memory of that Seriously? kind of stuff. I, I remember the movies, but I don't remember the individual theater experience, except the ones that really stand out. So, like, the when you asked me that, well, the ones that stood out were Ninja Turtles, because I remember that was the one where I was incredibly scared by the Gremlins trailer, which we've talked about before. And I Gremlins remember... Gremlins 2? It what? Gremlins 2? 
I guess so. No, wasn't it, wouldn't it yeah. been the first Gremlins? No, Gremlins 1 was 1983, I think. Oh, really? Is that early? <laughs> okay. Gremlins 2 was 1990, I think. Okay, that would time out then. So, yeah, Gremlins yeah. 2. And um, I remember going to see Star Trek Generations in theaters because it was a birthday party. A lame birthday party for nerds. Oh, it was a good birthday party, though. Except we had to sit in the front, so my neck hurt. Was Star Trek Generations really that packed? Yeah, it was a good movie, too. <laughs> I think so. No one else... Everyone, all like hardcore Trek fans, some of them don't like Generations. I think it was a good good movie. It was my first Star Trek movie, though, so. Okay. I, I think it holds Perfect up, though. Virgin before that. Yeah. And if you're a Star Trek fan, you still are. That's true. Um, yeah, those are the ones. I remember seeing Mortal Kombat in the movie theaters, too. But these are all after. Like, these aren't my first theater experiences, by any chance, by any means. So you don't have a movie you can pegged down as the first movie you remember seeing in theaters. Well, let's see. I saw Aladdin, so but that would still be after Ninja Turtles. Well, uh, I think that was like 91 or something, yeah. Uh, it would probably... I'm trying to use Disney as a marking post because those are probably the ones I would remember the longest <laughs> back. I don't know. But no, yeah. you don't. There's, I guess it's yeah. the end of that. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Interesting. What about you? Well, oh... You turned it around on me. Yeah. Actually, I do, and I can clearly remember the reason why this is the first movie uh, that I remember seeing in theaters. Now, not to say I didn't see movies before this, obviously. I, my parents swear to me that they took me to see every Chevy Chase movie after 1982. <laughs> uh, this is absolutely true, yeah. Uh-huh. And I can oddly never remember the first movie my little sister saw, too, even though she really doesn't, uh, because she was a baby at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, mine was Ghostbusters in 1984, um, and I yes, I would have been two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I can totally prove. I can totally remember why because I did not sleep forever after that, <laughs> uh, and I remember being so scared. And there were certain things that scared me, um, and I also remember. And this is kind of debatable now, I guess, assuming that I was two years old. I also remember trying to have a conversation about Ghostbusters with my cousin, who would have been three at the time. Now, whether or not this actually happened or not, I don't know. But I can even remember where I was when I was having this conversation. Uh huh. Um, which is really weird. But well, I think, you know, you probably already have memories of when you were two, so... Yeah, that that's not but unheard no, of. I, Ghostbusters really had that effect on me. Um, also, I, I mean, you were talking about Gremlins. I remember the first time I saw Gremlins. It was in uh, fifth grade at school. No, 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 I totally take it back. This is second grade, because we were in the pit, quote-unquote. This is like the cool Saved by the Bell hangout. No, this is like where, you know, they gather all the classes to watch a movie or something like that. Um, and I, there's very few people who think... Uh, our old friend Kyle Coker will stand by me with this. Uh-huh. But Ernest, uh, we watched a showing of, <laughs> this is true, you probably heard the story, I guess, yeah. Ernest, we watched Ernest Goes to Jail in um, second grade, uh-huh. and right after it was over, they're like, now we have a special guest, Ernest actually came in in our class, yeah, um, and read a book to us and everything, it was really weird. Jim but Varney no, I, himself? Jim Varney himself, yes, I met Jim Varney when I was younger. Um, but no, uh, I remember also watching Gremlins in second grade, and thinking that was the first time like i remember falling in love with a movie mm-hmm. because i there was something about that i remember looking around and there was something for girls and there was something for guys and yet like you know i said the level stuff and yet everyone was scared and everyone was laughing mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things i like i took home with me i'm like mom you know i saw this movie and it really really scared me and of course i wasn't allowed to see it for a long time after that uh, but i put that in my memory bank with ghostbusters as those two scary films that also have those very funny moments and that would like what get me through the scary nights you know well, um, Gremlins had a similar effect, but I without seeing the movie because I just was terrified by yeah, the Gremlins. Yeah, trailer, right, trailer, right. Gremlins too. But uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was that movie for me? Although I was I, afraid of Ghostbusters a bit too. 
Mm-hmm. But the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I couldn't watch for a long time. Yes. Uh, my girlfriend and I were actually talking about this the other day, and she's talking about that was like the scariest thing when she was little, mm-hmm. was his voice going up and his eyes coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and to this day, like watching that now, I'm like, this is kind of creepy. It is scary. Um, but this movie is so awesome, is what I say to that. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been the movie Magic Moments, mo- movie Memory Marathon. Moments, movie Moment Memory, mo- movie Moment Memories. Mr. Mitzelflick. Um, the Triple M. Call it in the future. Yep. Uh, and next week we will discuss the first movie that actually made us wet our pants. <laughs> right. Excitement. <laughs> For me, it was you're in the movie. <laughs> that was just a natural reaction at the time. Though. Right, exactly. That was your rating for the film. <laughs> I'm like, my rating is P. <laughs> it's terrible. For pleasurable. Oh, man. I didn't, I didn't quite get uh, you're in the movie because I saw the shit out of it. <laughs> oh. Uh, told me I saw it wrong. Um, anyway... I wipe my hands of that joke. Ugh. That's how I feel. Well, I'm off to wash every uh, orifice. We can't. Oh, I can't end on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, let me take you this picture then. Okay. Well, I guess this will be. Oh, Christ!